0: Paul and Paul, and you all here today. Today, let's take our Bibles. This was this afternoon, and let's turn to the Book of Mark, Mark chapter four. Uh, uh, last we finished up, finished up, literally what we would know as the disciples' prayer, or even our prayer. Jesus taught them, and us, how to pray on a daily basis, and, and uh, we're going to. Uh, the power that Jesus Christ had, and we'll kind of work towards t- tying it in in this whole whole series we've had about God, God maturing, growing us up, up. Mark chapter four, we begin reading at verse thirty-five. Mark four thirty-five. And the same day, when the even was come, he saith unto them, them, us pass over unto the to the other. When it sent away the multitude, to took him even as he as he was ship, and there were also with him <coughs> other the ships. There was a great sweet storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full, and even the hinder part of the ship asleep on a, a pillow. And they came and say, say unto him, Master Carest thou thou not perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, peace be, be still. And the wind st- and there was a there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared, feared exceedingly, and said to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and sea obey him? May God add a spe- special blessing in his word, and let us just, let us just pause for prayer before we begin our study. Father God, we're excited and encouraged by the fact that we have your word before us, that you are a great, awesome, creative God. That desires to grow us up, that wants us to be more like Jesus Christ. Every single past, passing day, we would look look just, just more like Jesus. Thank you for this story that we've just read. This this quick little storm story, if you if you will, of Jesus and how he responded. The, the trial up and all of those things surrounding it. Father would ask that your uh, would would speak loudly, and that the Holy Spirit would exclusively be our teacher's teacher today. We thank you for those for those come today and their desire to learn learn more about you and your word, additionally becoming becoming to you, Father. Take us now, make our hearts, our minds, all that we are. As you bring glory to yourself, as you encourage us, and bring us a blessing as we seek, seek your face. Thank you for what you'll do do now in Christ. Amen. Well, in those short several verses that we read. Uh, it's amazing that uh, I, I would say to say the sway that had taken place. Um, there's a lot of things happening in these few verses. Uh, w- there's, there's some things that we want to point out. Is this is home, homes? Uh, they would have been working, working out Jesus Christ and the disciples, disciples would have been working out of Capernaum. That was kind of like, like home base. They were, they were from Galilee. This, this is of Galilee where we were speaking. And Laramie, did you, were you able to find a map that would? Sh- there, there we go. Excellent. Excellent. This is the Sea of Galilee. Uh, I don't have my laser pointer or not. So I don't see it. At any rate, as you see the map up on the board here, kind of kind of in the center, Sea of Gal- Galilee. Uh, you'll see Seaxan, and you'll see Capernaum, Gennesaret, and actually on the other side is, we'll, we'll find in chapter 5, I believe we'll go, ne- go next, is when across the sea. Uh, so th- this little place, this little Sea of Galilee, yeah, I don't, I don't know what I did with it. I've lost it. That's surprise surprised everyone. But at any rate, um, to give you some context, this would have been home, home-based. Probably, probably seven of the twelve disciples in the sense they were fi- fishermen, and they were, and they weren't just fishermen. You know, like Larry's a fisherman, right? He's a fisherman. Well, I'm just telling you, he was, a, he would, he would catch him this long, right? I remember him telling me that, you know, know that this long, but he, he, t- but, but these were little fishermen. So my point is this, this is home, this is his home territory. This, this wouldn't have been their time in the water. They would have been here nu- numerous times, uh, particularly that inner circle of Jesus' disciples, those that were on the inside, if you will, were fishermen. They were, they were avid fishermen. Uh, Galilee, to just give, give some context in the sense of, sense of its size, it's about 13 mi- miles, 8 miles wide. So, you know, not necessarily a large body of water means it's, it's called the Galilee, and I'm not sure why, because it has nothing to do with the sea. sea. It's actually a freshwater lake. It is the lowest elevation freshwater lake in the world. It's actually 682 feet below sea level, which makes it very interesting. It's stratified. What I mean by that is about 150-50 foot deep, and at each each 50-foot hole, the, the the very distinct in the temperature differences between them, which would, again, would create some sense of algae growth. Very, very prolific fishery. I mean, it's amazing fish. Uh, we'll find, you know, in many cases, even Jesus. Uh, I, when, when he got Peter, remember Peter and John, those guys were fish fishing. As, as he call, called them to be disciples, they'd, they'd, they'd fished all night long, long and here's this guy, says, you know, Jesus throwing the net on the net on the, of the boat. What, what, are we stupid? Right? <laughs> But you know the cool part? It did. And then they couldn't hardly kept, They couldn't hardly hold it in. That's. They say in 1896 it was 92. What was it nine 92. I better not not say. It was a massive massive amount of one ship brought in. It's amazing the fish that are in that particular little body of water. But it's also also now look. If you take the, take the whole Israel today, day even now it is a different different name. It's Nessaret, is the name of it today. It's not the Sea of Galilee. But that. Are you ready for this? Of that little body of water. Fifty percent of all of all of Israel's freshwater needs needs are by that little body of water. Now, th- now there's hot springs. I don't think of, think it'll go on here. But north, you see the word Lebanon on the Lebanon border. There would be would be Mount Hermon. Mount Mount Hermon's a 9,200 foot elevation for its peak, and the Jordan River originates there. It would float into the Sea of Galilee, very pristine, very mount. It's it's an it's an interest. All of the dynamics are very interesting in how they correspond to what's taking place at this little Sea of Galilee, or, or the... I'll, I'll just keep, keep calling it, because that's what we know it, we know it as. Um, as I started off, say, at 50, if you would go down 50 feet, feet the temper, temperature is 59 degrees. Go another 50 feet, so you'd be at 100 feet. It's about 50 degrees, and it's very stratified. It's, it's not a mixture, but it's interesting. All, all of that adds sense of turbulence. That adds to the, to the sense of food for, for fish, quite honestly. I think about how it's surrounded, so it's in a bowl, if you will. And if you can get, get that sense, it's like, six, like 680 feet below sea level. Uh, I was thinking almost, you know, if you're an Ennis, you have to climb a hill to get out of there. I know because I drive it, I have a truck, and you have to climb on, with, on a fairly, right? And I'm thinking, now, what do you know about Ennis? What do you know about the Madisonian? The wind blows! <laughs> so I'm thinking, wherever there's a bowl, there's probably a lot of wind. And that actually is one of the very distinctive ca- characteristics of the Sea of Galilee. Um, on its, its, its mountainous, if you will, three sides. The side would be in, in 1,500 foot, which doesn't seem, seem like a lot, but from 600, 682 below sea level, sea level. It's amazing how that, and it protrudes rather quickly. The, on, the, on, on the one side is the 3,000, and you've heard of the Golan Heights. That actually is a sh- shelf. It would raise to that level and runs about 42 miles. The lake is only 13, so, so it extends well beyond that. But winds coming off the, off the goal lines is very, very severe, particularly in the wintertime. Summertime, it's not a, there's not a season that winds are not prevalent in this area. Why am I saying this? Winds are common. Winds are common. And yet we talked about a storm right here that is, that is a hurricane-type force. Hurricane-type type force. So let's go back to, uh, um, to, uh, Mark chapter four, we'll find the beginning of this this day. This this was now it's hitting, Jesus Jesus Christ, he was, I mean, the man worked like like crazy. Like crazy. He's he's teaching people all day long, healing people, he's showing power over all, all kinds of things. So this day actually begins in Mark chapter four, verse one. one. Let's just read that verse. He began again. <laughs> It's day after day after day after day. He began again to teach t- by the seaside. This would be the beginning of this day. And there was gathered unto him a great multitude, so that he, had, he entered into a ship and sat in the sea, and the whole multitude was by the sea on the land. Now think of that for a moment. The, the, the multitude of people was so overwhelming, so pressing, that they literally would have, you know how it is, is if, You've, you've been around a, a, a people or a crowd of people, and they want to get closer, closer, and what happens is they just, just keep coming. And Jesus Jesus' disciples would have essentially they had to get in a boat. Go in the water, water, and teaching all day long from the boat to this massive multitude of people. And it's almost, if you will, from where he would have been on the north. Or, northwest is hard to see from, see from there, but he would have been, as he would have spoken, the water would have reflected his, his voice, plus the whole sense of behind him, that, that, that bowl-shaped kind of, a, of a, a how it fits. All people were gathered for that day. And the, and the rest of chapter 4, be, before you get to verse 35, speak about what he, talk, he talked about. He talked about the sower. He talked about severables that he privately told his disciples. But that day went on and went on and went on. And then in verse thirty-five, as evening was come, says the same day, back to verse thirty-five, where we started in our reading. This is the same day when, when even, come, it's evening, it's done, He saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him and him as he was, he was in the ship. Now think, think of this. Now you think, you think tired? Sure, you have. And there's something about being weary, about physically being exhausted, that is good for us. That's what got us. That's part of part of the thing going on in America today. Is there's people that no longer even want to get tired, or know what work is. It's very debilitating in the sense of your mental state. It really is. And here, here we have Jesus that is weary. Now, do you know he didn't even catch supper? Did you, did you see? He's still still in the ship. They didn't, and there's nowhere to go. They've just got to go across the lake, lake, because the can't follow. Do you have a sense of that? Wow! So they basically have left somewhat in the. It would be probably a little, little bit off south of Capernaum, but go across this. We'll find in chapter five. Uh, let's just do that. This will be where we'll be next week, Lord willing. Mark chapter five, verse verse one, and they came over on the other side of side of the sea, country of the Gadarenes. Okay, and then that's a whole other thing where Jesus is going to show amazing power over demons, over this the spiritual war. Or the, the, the spiritual world is what I, what I meant. But here, but here we are. And he tired. And he you, you think he sired? He immediately fell asleep. He goes, what size, size is this boat? that bother you? It doesn't say it's large. doesn't say it's small. It doesn't say it's a ship. It doesn't say it's a teeny tiny minnow boat. It doesn't tell us very much of anything. But there have been, been some boats that are covered from the bottom, the bottom of the sea of the lake. Well, that would be typical of what was there. Uh, again, it's not a large body of water. The fishermen, those that would have fished these waters for the, the commerce, so that was going around, going around um, would be very, very, those would be what would be probably at the bottom of this, of this particular body of water. This one here was thought probably be, be hold 15 to 20, 20 old, very, very comfortable, okay? Now, the other thing, let's go to another passage of Scripture that describes this event. Let's go to, to Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. eight. Now, what, what do you know about... Boats, water. How do they move? There's about two. Ways. Well, no, it's all three ways. I, in that day, that day wasn't so many motorized, the gas-powered boats. I, I guess right. That was more of yeah, right, guys. Come on, <laughs> right? Okay, okay. But, but by by sail or the utilizing the the or oars or some type of a manual movement that you are actually stirring stirring water and propelling. Through the sea, sea, manual, or using the sails. Okay? So let's go to Luke chapter 8 and, and let's see how this is described by the Apostle Luke. Luke. Now, it came, verse, verse 2, I didn't tell you that. Luke chapter 8, verse 22, it, it came out so on a certain day, they went into a ship with the disciples and he said to them, let, let us go over to the other side of the lake. And they looked forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. Now, did you catch the word that was used? Say, And as they rowed, as they say. So, so again, already made many mentioned. This is a lake that's very busy with wind. It's just part of what it is. So it was actually. can you imagine the relaxing? I've got a friend that loves sails. Uh, not done around here potentially, but at this, at this, he loves sail. But he actually would go to the uh, uh, to the west coast and he aged in sailing. I mean, it's just, just some, something. I don't know anything of thing about. I don't have a lot of desire. Quite honestly, uh, you know my water deal. <laughs> Knee high is, is perfect for irrigating. That's what, what we need. We, we need ir- irrigating. Well, at any rate, here's this here, here's this description for us now that now that they're sailing. Th- that evening, it's dusk. Now, don't let that that get from you. It wouldn't have taken very long to be dark. What's one of the easiest places to be fearful? We can't see anything. How about your life? Life when there's a whole storms going on on with it. It's darker and darker. Isn't it amazing how the storm gets bigger and bigger? It's amazing. Well, it's going to be dark soon, and they're sailing. But but it would be very quiet. And again, this would be an atmosphere of what these disciples would be very, very, very comfortable with. It's like the calm before the storm. I was, I was, and speaking to Anna, and said I shouldn't do that because, you know, but, but, but what it's known for, right? I, I, many things, but wind. I was overhauling hay the other night, and usually you get out of the truck and you lean into the wind. I, I so that I could launch the stress with, with the wind, right? On this particular evening, it was so dead calm, I thought I wasn't there. You understand what I'm saying? But, you know, it was almost, almost like the calm or the storm. Have you had some of the? Anyone uh, lived in tornado country? I remember North Dakota a couple of times. Yeah, a couple of. There's almost almost this quiet just before this thing and you see it. You can you can all feel it and I remember, remember a couple of occasions that the head back of my neck would actually rise up because it was the, the calm before the storm. Life sometimes like you know know something happened and there's like this calm, isn't there? And all of a sudden, unleash with fury that you could that you could have never imagined. Well, this is the calm before the story. Jesus is sleeping. He's at the back of the boat at the stern. And so that, that again, would probably help us as we go further into the story, why he wasn't nearly quite affected. Because if, if you would have been at the front of the, front of the boat, and these waves way coming at you, you would have gotten just literally drowned, drenched. He's at the back of the boat on a pillow, um, um, which would have been a In other words, if you need to catch a nap while you're, you know, it's been very busy, that's exactly what he did. And he's out like a light. He is out. He's exhausted. Now, one of, the, one of the things that I we should take just a moment, just a moment is who's in the boat? We know disciples are. You no, know, the, really, the really part is, is Jesus is in the boat. If you're going through life, make sure Jesus is in the boat. <laughs> right? Now, it's not, not the only boat. This is interesting. Let, let's go back to Mark for a moment. I've got you, Luke. Turn back to, to Mark, Ch- chapter 5, I'm sorry, chap- chapter 4. And verse 36, let's read this again. It's amazing how little subtleties are in here. And when they sent away the multitude, they, hey, we're leave- leaving. Enjoyed the day. day. It was fantastic. Uh, you need to go home. We're going to go across the lake. They took him, even as he was in the ship. Now, he sailed. Now, watch. And there were also, also with him other, other little sh- ship. Now, we just read about the narr- narrative that's sounding this boat, where the disciples, some of, we, we, they're not even for us. I'm assuming probably his inner circle, if you will. But, but there are little boats, disciples, I'm, I'm to, to take that, that we're following. Now, it was really cool when it got, got really, and I'm going, getting ahead of myself a little bit, but, I mean, can you imagine how this thing just rose to a fervor a, we're going to die. We, we are going to get killed. Get and who did they go to? Jesus. He's, he's in the boat. How about, how about the other little boats? There's Jesus in those boats, right? I wonder what it's like on those boats. <laughs> now, never dis- nothing else is ever said about, about them, but uh, I'm, a, I'm thinking they would have been fearful for their lives, just as these, these disciples with Jesus in the, in the boat are. So floating flotilla, flotilla, if you will, of the disciples. But who is this? this? Now, they've seen him. They've watched him. Uh, they've watched him in some pretty interesting things. But most of the time, it seems like he had connections. He could call, call out. I didn't. Things were. Things with him. On this occasion, we'll talk about it a little bit down the road. But who, who is this? Let's, t- let's take, our, take our bibles and some things that are stated for us. Well, in Mark chapter one, let's go back to Mark one one. All of our Gospels are literal, literal into to us from different perspectives to show us uh, Jesus Christ, that Emmanuel, God with us, all, all divinity, all divine, and yet all man. All man. Verse 1 of chapter 1 of Mark says, The beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. This literally the unfolding I'm to show you the, the good news of Jesus Christ, who is Savior. T- turn to John 1. Let's just take our Bobs We'll do a little exercise here. John one. 1. And then listen to this. Very familiar, familiar verse. Anning was the word, and, and was with God, and the word was God. The word is equal to equal to Christ, who is equal to, to creator. To make sure that you handle, handle that word creator. In fact, let's go to Hebrews chapter 1 for a moment. Hebrews chapter 1. On your way, though, way though stop Amazing how the scriptures have so much to say about. Christ, Colossians chapter one and verse sixteen. Just say by Colossians sixteen, for by him. This is all speaking of Jesus Christ's superiority. Colossians chapter one verse sixteen. For by him, Jesus Christ, were all full things created. In heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things things were created by him, and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Now let me tell you, that's power. That is power, 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 power. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1, one verses 2 and 3. We'll start in verse 1. Keeps it together. Hebrews 1, 1. God... Who at sundry times, at various times, and in divers or various manners, spake, time passed on to others by by the prophet. Isn't that exactly right? If you go through the Old Testament, you will find when God didn't speak to somebody directly, he would utilize the the prophets. And how many many times were prophets wrong to remain a prophet? prophet. They were never wrong. If they were wrong, they they weren't a prophet of God. Verse 2. Hath in these these last days, speaking of God God again, speaking... Spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. Again, showing creation, the fact that he's a creator, who being the brightness of his glory and the express of his person, and of all things by the word of his power, we had by him himself persons sat down right hand of the Majesty on high. Now, again, you just see this picture of Jesus Christ, and it's overwhelmingly awesome. I mean, it beats it. It, beats at me. it booms at me. This is God. This is God. Now, this is the one thing that the disciples had really not captured. And, and in, in all fairness, here's this Jesus Christ who's walking and talking. He's a human. He's baptized by John the Baptist. He's candid. He went out and, out and selected disciples. It was all good stuff. But, but if you're like going to ask them right now, you now in Mark 4, verse 35-41, through 41, is he gone? Your answer would have been no. We'll talk about it in a moment. But each and every one of these, you know what the word is for storm? How about trial? Remember we went to James chapter 1 to talk about trials? Trials are good for us. How many of you really love trials? Of course you, of course you don't. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to walk into those. And, and if you're praying for trials, you need help. Good for you, but but nobody breaks for them. Them, I want to get out out of. And that's what we usually break. Break. Look me out of this trial, but you know, mo- you know most most times God will take you through in the trial, just like in a storm. There's a there's a uh, it's in our hymn. Remember, it's five hundred one or five eleven. Till the storm passes by, and it talks about the, the sphere taking us through the storm. But a storm actually. When we, when we say that, if you say it when I'm casting and it's a really bad storm, I just, I don't want a storm, right? Because it's hard on things. It's really hard to deal with. And then you have, we're, we're, all, we're all there. like storms. Nobody. But as we talked previously, a trial or a storm, what's, it, what's its ultimate purpose? Why does God, God use these? So that we trust him more. I, I look through Abrams' life, and remember the ultimate to me, and it seems so over the top for us when Abram was asked to sacrifice his son. But that didn't come at the. This is really really important. That didn't come at the beginning of his life. We could have failed. You see, when God gives us a test of parasmus, guess what? That word perasmas. It's the sense of He's giving us a test of which we have all of the available resources to pass it. A test is what? What? You see, it or you fail. And we've done both, haven't we? As we've been walking through life with Jesus Christ, Christ as our Lord and Savior. Uh, we fail, don't we? But guess what? Just like Daniel, look at those three friends that were, that were considering to be thrown into the furnace. That, that was a storm, wasn't it? Isn't it? Where was Jesus, Jesus? Where was God? i don't have to say it that way. No. Where, where was God in the storm? Hey, give it away. He was in the storm with them. You know what's the best place for you you had a storm have? Jesus, to have God in the storm with you. Get him in the boat. Make sure he's in the boat. So while so we go roaring across the sea, the lake, so we leave behind. And where is he when we really need him? Jesus is in the boat. The trials, these, these storms are out to help us, help us to trust him more. Success. Every, every time that you have a trial, at the end of it, it God's purpose, purpose and desire for you is that you trust just a, a little more. That's the purpose of this. Now, someone would say, wait a minute, if there's storms or there's chaos or there's tri- trials, I must have done something something wrong. Well, storms come from God. And in Jonah's case, that, that was a storm of chastisement. He brought it up himself because he re- rejected, faced off, go- off God. That storm was used to br- bring him back. Okay? This storm, however, the one we're studying today, is about the disciples. How, what did they do wrong? Okay. Alt- <laughs> ultimately, that, that's what happened. Is It showed the, f- showed the fact they need a whole lot, lot more trust. Now, this is key. It's key. That they need a whole lot more trials. See, that's us. When we, we fail, when we don't have enough faith, that's what it means. We need, need more trials. That you'd ask, ask us, and we'd say, oh, I need more trials. You don't want more trials. But God says, oh. Says, oh. One more shot, One more storm. We'll bring them to you a little bit closer. Sir. Just a little bit close, closer. Anybody else are gone? So here we are. Let's take a look at, uh, did I have another scripture to look at? I don't think so. <laughs> so let's go back to Mark. Mark, chapter 4. We've looked at the calm before the storm. They, they were sailing. Jesus, Jesus is asleep. He's exhausted and weary. Complete, completely exhausted. Now let's look at the calm, calm during the storm. This is not nearly as easy. I'll show you now, for those that are looking at my voice that are not here, not here um, there's a picture that's one of my favorites. And there's a lighthouse, and there's a guy standing in the middle of it, and he's got his hands in his pockets. He's extremely, he looks apparently very relaxed. And there, if you, if you watch the, this is a wild sea that is going around this lighthouse. I mean, it's wild. I'm not sure I would be that calm. But you know what? Ma- Ma- you know, I'm sure, I'm positive of this. That's not his first time in that place. Isn't that exactly what it says? To a thousand storms coming up, coming in our lives. The more that we've been, been there, the more trust we have, trust we have Jesus because we've come through it. This guy seems incredibly calm in a, in a very crazy st- storm-tossed waves. There is there is a calm storm, but who is it? None other than Jesus Himself. Here's the storm. It talks very. very just, just out, out of nowhere, verse thirty-seven, seven. There goes, out of nowhere, a great storm of wind. That th- those words that are the King James. James, uh, the original actually could mean a hurricane wind, and likely, probably, a seventy miles an hour. Now, again, I want to I want to make a special reference. Uh, the disciples were very familiar, very familiar with the north winds that would have come on in the sea, on this, uh, and they were they were they were abrupt. They were very vicious. There was no kidding around. This one was another. This, this was the one in a hundred years. The w- the one in hundred years. The one the one that got their attention. The, the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. They're bailing it out, and they can't keep ahead. That's when I know I'm in trouble. If, if, if I actually have water, water coming in my boat, of which, which I don't a lot of water, this is this is not going. Well. You can see the storm, can't you? Can feel it. You're almost there. In fact, that tumultuous and that turmoil, verse thirty-eight. And he, Jesus, was in the, was in the, or the rear, rear of the ship asleep on a pillow. That is cal- calm in a storm. How many of you sleep through the storms that you have so much, huh, I'm okay. You're smelling, that means you, you don't, normal, is it? Is it? Okay, that's okay because we're not, not Jesus. But you know what? As we prayed even before we started today, and isn't it ex- exactly right, what really wants to do wants to do this? is to make us just a little bit more like Jesus. That's what the sanctification process is about. That's what all those trials, that's what they're all done literally for us, just be a little bit more like Jesus. As odd as this sounds, we talked about it last week, um, the reason that we sin, any sin, is, is just like back the Garden of Eden. We doubt or fail to trust Here's God's word. He's given us basically everything we need to know. And Eve was given enough to know that God could be trusted. And he said, don't eat of that tree. That should be enough, right? But it wasn't, especially when Satan, did God really say that? Did he really withhold that from you? Isn't that exactly? We get me in the middle of us. That didn't sound right, did it? Did it? But it's true. All of a sudden, we start to doubt when we, when we place our trust in, you know what? The temptation side of the test test is wide open. Because we've chosen to doubt or to dis, distrust. Isn't that exactly true? you know what Jesus did every single moment, moment of his life life walking this earth? Yes, he, he was all man, you believe it. And you go to, go to Hebrews 4, we looked, at, we looked at verse 16 last week. But literally tells us that he was subject to all temptations such as we were and yet n- never sinned. Why? He never failed. Trust God, the Father, at every single level, regardless of consequences. An example, which we've talked about numerous times, evening of which he was betrayed. Jesus knew there was a cross waiting for him. This wasn't secret. This, this was sometimes I'm so glad I, I don't know what happened at the end of the day, day at the beginning day, because I would probably worry about that coming. Right. So it's better just, just the way God does perfect, even though even though we know the future. How many of you really want to know the future? I really don't, except my future full of glory of heaven, because Jesus Christ has died for me. That's the only thing I want to know about the future, right? But Jesus' the cross was in front of him. He said, with all honesty, you know what? He didn't pray for trials either. He wasn't a martyr. He said, if this cup this could pass, pass from me, but may your will be done. Isn't that perfect? It's beautiful. He knew what need, needed to be done, and he just as soon as soon not do it, but God, w- I'm going to try that. This is what what needs happen. That's, that's no longer a temptation. That's using a trial, trial to trust him more. That's what this storm, storm is about. This brought, God brought this storm. Trust, trust me. God created this storm. In, in, in uh, Matthew chapter four, four, it talks about Jesus Christ. Do you know who, who took to be tempted by, by the Satan? Script, scripture says it. What the Holy Spirit sent Jesus to be tempted? Yes, it was a test, and he passed because trusted the word of he trusted God in every way, shape, shape. You want you want success over sin and temptation? Just just trust God. Doesn't sound simple. Tomorrow, tomorrow eight a.m. or whatever, whatever time. It's like that. Whoof! What happened? We failed to trust God. You can write it down. You can put it in a book when we sin we failed to tr- trust God. And the word we often, we often, I it back another level. Most of the time, behind every sin is Every single sin is pride. It means we know better than God. How do we know we know better than God? We we'll don't trust Him. It's amazing how simple this thing is, isn't it? Well, let's watch these disciples now. We've seen the calm during the storm. Jesus is sleeping. They have lost their minds. So they th- <laughs> I wonder how long, long it took. How bad did it get, it get until they said, what are our options? And by the, by the way, they felt perishing. They really did. You, you find it in, in, there's in three different Gospels that describe this event. In each and, every, each and every of them, the word perish, I mean, they thought this was the, was the end. I wonder how, wonder how close it was the perception of the end before they finally went to Jesus to wake up. Now, again, I want to be careful to say, it's not like they're awakening God. I don't believe that. From their perspective, I don't believe they knew they knew significant of who was in the boat. I'll tell you why as, as we get to the S. But seeing Jesus before in very difficult situations, figure out how to get out of a predicament and in a circumstance as this. So, so, they went to Jesus. Do are, 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 you care? we're going to die? Can, right? <laughs> Just from that very essence tells me do something. Right? Talk to God. Tell him. I mean, what's what's going on? I kind of think they came came to the bail. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Yeah, why aren't you doing it? Somewhere they wanted help. One, one more. They wanted help. And it wasn't, it was, again, I, I, I think it's important. They, they didn't see God. They didn't see him, him as being that creator. We've, we've, we've quite a bit of time just going through verses and in, in the New Testament, speak about this, this Jesus, this word, this Christos, this Messiah that is God, that is creative. I don't think they knew he, he was in the boat. Maybe he would just, yeah, would you take that pail and bales? But they're earnest. In verse 38, Master, carest thou not? We perish? Do you not care that we're going die, to die? Let's take a look at some Old Testament passages about, about that would give us some instances. Let's go to the Psalm. Psalm, Psalm chapter 65. Psalm 65, verses 5 through 7. 7. Psalm 65, 5 through 7. 7. David speaking about God. Verse 5 of chapter 65, Psalm. By till t- things righteousness wilt thou answer. O God, God of our sovereign, who art the, the constant of all the ends of the earth and of them that are far off upon the sea, which, which by his strength set us fast, fast the mount, being girded with, it with power, stilleth the noise the seas and the noise of their waves and the tumult of the people. You can almost see the sense that God is fully, not only creator, but c- can control. Everything created, which is exactly exactly true. Uh, let's let's go to Psalm chapter eighty nine. We'll look at we'll look at there. Psalm 89.9. Psalm 89.9. Psalm eighty nine now. Thou rulest the raging of the sea. When when the winds thereof arise, thou sustest them. Now think of that. Isn't that appropriate? Isn't that the right, right verse to be clear right now? God God, you can. do Why aren't you doing this? And Jesus, would you please get it connected with God? Because you've done it before. Let's, let's do it again. And then, and then one more. Let's go chapter, chapter in chapter 107 and verse 23. 107, verse 23. And they go down to the sea and ships that do business in great waters. These see the works of the Lord and His wonders in the deep. Again, again, showing the power that God, that God has over all of His creation. Well, what's uh, what's she gonna do? <laughs> I'm not sure they knew what they wanted him to do. They were, it, it, in fact, in act in each gospels of which this uh, this uh, account is given, uh, he's actually addressed three different ways. Which those that don't believe in the word of word of God, that well, see that, that's the insistency. No, no, it's ammonium. They said a lot of things, Master Rabbi Jesus. Yes, anybody, would you please do something? Right? I mean, I mean, their life is about done. Done. This, this is a trial on steroids. It has these fishermen scared to death? Ever been there? You ever, you ever had a trial just way, way, way over the top? Well, you guys are not, you're not, yeah. <laughs> 2021, I won. several that was just like, whoa, way over the top. What, what am I going to do? Am I going to be tempted to trust in myself? Am I going to use this as, as a try to trust God more? See, that's what it's all about. It's amazing. Isn't that simple? Why is it set so hard? with this? Because it's us, it's me. You can see it in other people, but in us. What's he going to? Well, verse thirty, verse thirty-nine. He, he goes and he wakes up, wakes up, and rebuked the wind and said unto sent the sea, Three words he says. He Be peace, peace.'" Now, fact that I guess I haven't noticed as often or as much until recently is the fact. Let's talk. Let me, let me talk this. What if? Let's say it's seventy mile an hour winds. Let's just just take that for a moment, okay? And you see, it isn't the problem? It's okay to say yes, Yep, because that, that it is. So you got a seven, got a seven wind on a body of water. Guess what happens? You hit great big bad waves, right? But did you see? Did not talk to to just wind. Did you see what it says? Re- says? Read He spoke to sea as well. Why important? Let's just say you can do, you can do this maybe well, You don't have to do it because you can do it in your mind. You take a 70 mile an hour wind and it's, st- and he says to the wind, stop, peace. That's, that's who he spoke to first, was the peace. And whoo, stopped. The waves didn't stop. <laughs> right? Because they have, a, have inertia, they have movement, they have mo- motion, they have everything. And he said to the, to the sea, still. That's why there's two different commands within three words peace. To the wind, be still, still the sea, and it's calm. Call, that, that. Think of that for, for a second. I mean, you got a, a seventy—I don't know that it was, that it was seventy, or, but I'm, I'm plugging in because the words that are used in the Greek is this was hurricanes-type stuff. They had not witnessed this, anything like that. Can can you imagine going on? On, and even wind stopped. This this would still be raging, and and in three words, everything was calm as could be. Not. That. We'll get <laughs> but you know, there's something harder than calling the storm that's, out, that's outside of you. In fact, well, I want you to see the disciples' reaction. Would you say hey, during the storm, there that images that they're, they're, they were very fearful, weren't they? It says they were fearful. Let's watch this now. He has just literally calm, and I'm talking, when I say calm on the sea, in my mind, mind for a reason, for so many years, I just felt he just stopped the wind. That's not how it works. The sea is still going to be rambunctious. And he told both of them to stop. Be still. I I can't imagine the difference of that. Now we have what could be said the calm after storm. The disciples would have witnessed. Wow, what is that? I'm sure it was a whispering moments. It's just so quiet that, what is going on? Now I want to show you something that's even more important, and that is the story. How did the disciples really respond to this? Let's find out. To read verse 30 verse 39 once he arose it's like he gets up in the boat he rebukes the wind peace and says unto the sea be still and the wind, wind ceased and there was a there was a great said unto them why why are you so fearful <coughs> how is it you have no faith <laughs> did you see that? see that he didn't say no faith he said no faith and how did they how did they respond and they feared the word exceedingly. They are more scared now than when the storm was beating on the outside side of the boat. They have just thus found out. Ready? That is one thing to have a storm outside of the boat, but it's another thing to have Creator God God in your boat. Finally, saw him for who he was, and they were frightened to death. They had ever seen that he himself. Because, honestly, they're asking a question. Well, let's read it. Whoops! Whoops! Got those? This glasses thing. They feared exceeding and said one to another, "What manner of man, of man is this that is that the wind and the sea obey him?" The answer's clear. Who's the only one who controlled nature? Who could who controlled creation? God alone answered their own question. Questioned by the very. They know the answer. Now they're not the first ones to be exceedingly fearful when they've been in God's presence, shall they? Now no one, no one has looked on it directly. You wouldn't be there. I, w- I want to take you to. Do you remember Samson's father and mother? We'll find them in, in the Judges. Let's get Judges. Judges, Judges, chapter thirteen. And <laughs> uh, it, it's like he didn't really know. I'm thinking of Manoah. What would be him. Of what it place? Because this angel of the Lord is described for it, had actually appeared to his wife, on, t- on two different occasions. I'm I'm, I'm not going through the whole thing, but a f- for afternoon reading, reading or this, year, go ahead and, go ahead in chapter thirteen of Judges and start in verse one. We're not going to do that. We're going to keep moving and we're, we're going to say uh, we're going to start start in verse twenty one. One. Right? Verse twenty. Verse twenty. Verse twenty of Judge chapter Jud- thirteen. For it came to pass, when the flame went up toward heaven from off the altar, that the angel of the Lord ascended into the flame of the altar. And Manoah and his wife looked on it and fell on their faces to the ground. But the angel of the Lord did did no more of Manoah and to his wife. Then Manoah knew that he was an angel of the Lord. Up until now, it it was like just speaking to someone that was like a man. Verse 22. (laughs) <laughs> and his wife, we, we really die because we have seen God. Pack the bags, we're done, and we're out of here, it's over. We can't, right? And his wife, being the war of counsel and wisdom, she, she goes to say this, 23. But his wife said unto him, If the Lord were pleased to kill us, he would not have received a burnt offering and a meat offering at our hands, neither would he have shown us. All, all of these things may at this time have such things as this, these. And the woman bare a son, and called his name Sam Samson, and this child grew and the Lord blessed and The Spirit of the Lord began, began to move him at in the camp of Dan, of Dan between Zoroshtal. There's another. There's a, cu- cu- there's a couple that actually would have seen the significance of how powerful God is. You could go to Ab- Abram, chapter 10, verse 27. We're not going to go there. Look at Matthew, chapter 14. This is, an, this is another event on the water. Now, again, as you turn to Matthew, chapter 14, rehearse to me, to me. How did they respond to what Jesus had just done? Okay. He's in the boat. They're in the, they're in the boat. Massive hurricane. Hurricane winds come. They're, they're, they're going to die. He's he's saying they wake him up. Do something. Do, do you not, do not care that we're going to perish? I mean, do something. He says, oh, okay. You know, it's just almost like like, huh, boy, you guys, come on, guys, you know. Uh, Pete, wind stops. still, the sea, sea is just like, a, like a, just like just like just a glass. What did, they, what did they? Who did they think this guy was? Who, who is he? Isn't that? Wouldn't would that? If I paraphrase, who is he? Right. That's what they said. Who is he? Now let's go to Matthew 14. Now this is a later event. This is an, another. Guess what it would be? This, this would be another one. Sort of, sort of that Bible says trust him a little bit more. I got to get there. You guys are there waiting for for me. Um, Matthew chapter 4, 14. We'll start. Oh, I want you. I want you to see. They just seen a, They've just seen a miracle. Uh, verse 19, we'll start, start there. First, I, we're kind of diving into this. But Ma- Matthew, Matthew 14, verse 10. He command, commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass, took five loaves and two fishes. And looking up to heaven, heaven he and broke, and gave the loaves to his disciples and disciples to the multitude. And they ate and were, and were filled. And they took up the fragments that remained, 12 baskets full. And they that it had eaten were about 5,000, and besides women and children, and children. That, my friends, is a miracle. I know that the grandmothers in the 30s could fetch food, but you couldn't make food out of thin air. And what What did you you just see here? This is, again, a a created God over the creation. He he created food out of thin air. That's that's what he just did. Now, that got doesn't that, the disciples saw what he started with. What did he do for for them? Why don't we do that more (laughs) often? Let's go. So that's just taken place. Straightway, verse 22, Jesus constrained his desire, asked, asked, let's into the ship and to go before him unto the other side. Well, he sent the multitudes away, and he had sent the multitudes away. He went up into a mountain apart. Well, of course he did. He did. When the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. Ah, it sounds like Javu all over, over again, right? The storm, one that's over the top. Let's see where I lost place. There we go. There we go. Twenty-five. The fourth watch, watch of the night went unto them, walking on the sea. Now that's interesting. When's the last time you saw somebody walking toward you on water? No. no. For them it was the first as well. When the disciples s- saw him walking on the on the sea, they were troubled. I They say, I, saying it is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus unto them, saying, "Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid." Peter answered him and said, "Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come on, come on to end the water." Now I'm wondering if that, if that was sort of, a, uh, you know, think about this for, for a minute. <laughs> Go that route. But Peter was this off, the, you know, he was everything was off the cuff, right? He was so. What's the word looking for? Uh, you guys uh, just do things at a things uh, at a whim. Or a? You're not going to help me either, are you? What? What? Yeah, what, impetuous. Yeah, exactly. He's very impetuous, isn't he? He says things, that, things that really does. Did I really, I really, stuff like that, that. Have you ever had those moments? He said one of those. He said, now, would you do that? Now, just, just a second. You know, we have, we make, make fun of Peter because he, he walked out of the water the water and then he started sinking. But wait a minute. How about the other guys that didn't have the faith to go out of the water, right? Hey, Jesus, if it's you, it's you. Come on. I, I, I trust you. That's a different, isn't not it? its it? Let's see what happens to our faith or to his faith. Let's keep going. Peter and just simply says, verse twenty nine, and he said, "Come." And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. So, so are so good, right? But as those buts, when he saw that the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried, saying, "Lord, save me!" <laughs> Isn't it amazing how quickly that? Where? And, and this is key. This is the, we talked about talked about a week even and and weeks before when when Jesus. Peter's attention to the crucifixion. And Jesus had denied him three times. And now in his presence, one-on-one, he says, Peter, do you love me? Well, yes. And feed my lambs. The third time, I think, is significant because Peter denied him three times. You know, it's like making a point. And and finally, Peter, the right answer in the... Lord, you you know my heart, I do. You know that I love you as much as I can love you. Help me. It's almost like... And isn't that a great place to be? That, that's truly a place of humility. That, that's a place to be. And Jesus told him by, by how he would die. Die. And, and he said, "For me, again, simple. Aren't Jesus' commands usually simple? Follow me. Follow me. It's just like Peter did. And then all of a sudden, guess what? Well, how about him? How about John? How's he going to die? How, how's he going to live? And, Peter, and Jesus said, "Don't, don't worry. Just, just, just lock, lock in, stay, and stay for me. Isn't it exactly the same way here?" He's locked on Jesus. He's walking on the water, and then all of a sudden, it's a distraction. Isn't that exactly what works us in our lives? When Jesus calls, calls storm within us, by the way, you know, way you know, it's harder for God to calm the storm within us than the one without. You know, you know why? It's up to us to, to trust calm the storm within. It's so easy for God to just calm storm, isn't it? Do you think Jesus really struggled? <laughs> Oh, let's see. Am I going to be able to do this or not? Let me let, let me try. I'm going to peace. Be, be still. It worked. A minute. No, it's not like that. Like over before it even started. The storm raging within within us, when we fail to trust him, because he made us after his own image. He's given us a will to, to choose. To it's harder for God to calm the storm within us. Because it's up, it's up to us to. Trust. Let's keep watching. Because these, these guys are, we got a water event. Peter is singing, but he, but he says, "Lord, save me." He he wants the Lord in on this, and immediately, verse one, Jesus stretched, stretched forth his hand, caught him, and said unto him, "him uh, You're going to notice this. The faith again. O thou, thou of little faith! Did you see that back in the other? In the other one, we've been doing Mark chapter four. Why do you have have no faith? Why do you have no faith? He says to Peter. Oh, little faith. Faith. Why do you doubt? You see it's it isn't it is isn't it you know what? But but they're burning. in fact watch watch now what happened. When they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a, tr- a truth, thou thou art the son of God. Do you do you see they've come? Last water event. who, who is this? Now that trial trial led them to the, the fact fact of the one. This, this is God. He is that powerful. Did you see that they're no no longer frightened and tre- trembling, and they're because Jesus Jesus is in the boat because they're trusting Him. Isn't that that's that's growing? Isn't that? that's growing, growing? Let's take a look at Psalm. Let's go back to Psalm one more time, chapter fifty-five. Start to down here. Psalm 55, verse 22. Another Psalm of David. 55, 22. Ask that thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Cast burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. Two distinct things that are, that are being said there. Let's let's go to Peter chapter five verse seven, and let's find in, in the New Testament literally the, the same concepts. First Peter chapter five. That's interesting, isn't it? Who wrote this? <laughs> the guy that went went out tucking the water with Jesus, right? I can't get there. Yeah, we're gonna get there. First Peter chapter five verse seven. But I want to start in verse start in verse six. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time. And then it has a colon. Cast all your care on Him, for He careth for you. There's things that He's trying to communicate. Is obviously, obviously, is deity. If there's a place to put your care, the only one that is is, is valuable enough, that is powerful, powerful, that worthy enough, is. Jesus Christ, that full man, full God, cast your care upon him. And it's even really cool now, Now is because he cares for you. It's not just having, having this overpowering, awesome, incredibly magnificent, awe-struck God. Yes that's, yes, that's true. But he also cares for you. That's what's cool. And when we... Huh. He is as humble. humble. Uh, a pride person won't even ask, ask that. They're not going to cast their, their care on him because he can handle it. How many times have I heard that? I, I can handle this. Moth. Pulled myself up off the straps. Oh, really? How much of the air did you make every single moment that you breathed to keep, keep going? The more we learn about, learn about God, know about him, him, the softer and the more humble we should become. The more trusting we should become. But to think that we can lay everything on, on this guy because because he cares for us is over the top. Just as that storm was over the top, watching the disciples eat each and every one of those trials the storm in their life, guess what? They turned into real apostles. They turned into people that God could trust to be looking just like Jesus. The only thing that Peter Peter liked was the fact to fact be crucified the same way as his Savior. I don't know what it looks like to be crucified upside down, but he said he wasn't worthy to worthy to be crucified the name as his Savior. Now that's getting it right. That's getting it getting it right. That's literally following Jesus Christ. That's being focused. That is faith on steroids. And you know how you know how he got it? One one test at a time. time. One trial at a time. One, one storm at a time. Now you get to look a little bit more like more like Jesus. One storm at a time, but just remember this: God can handle any storm, but it's up to you, you, to let Him storm in your life. Those are powerful words, and that's why this was temp- tempting to show these His disciples In His thirty-three years of walking on this earth, every single one of those moments was about bringing in those, those clean. So that the more like like him. To God be the glory. Great things he, he has done. week, <laughs> Let's not be as concerned about the storms and getting those calmed. It's about getting calming within us, within us. Which means we need to we need to. And more and more and more and more. more. And victory is ours. Because it's in Jesus. He gets quiet. To God be the glory. Let's, let's pray. Thank God. Thank you for the day. Thank you. Thank you for the word. Thank you for these to that we're able to see, see from, from the out there. And we would have been, who knows how fearful we would have been, considering the fact that these commercial fishermen felt out that this was the end of a perishing and then And then for the God. They did all things and controls all rolls all stains all things, stood up in that boat and, and said, Peace wind, and still to the sea. That's power. Truly a awesome God was in the boat. Father, thank you for the progress that they made, and it may be true of us as well that, well, that we don't need to be need to even more fearful when we see the magnificence and awe, awe striker stri- 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 that you have, but to know that you care for us, that you're there to protect us. Just as we finished up last week, and it's not a temp- temptation, but for us, from evil. evil. The sense of your protection, protectionistic shield over us. You desire to protect, protect us, and we cry to you. Help us to stay focused. Help us to trust you more. Fathers, take us through the storms, as we reach out to you. We ask and praise you in Jesus' name.